It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE, and we can't forget about AEW. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Connection. Overexposure Jones for us. Y'all are going to get sick of hearing our voice this Labor Day weekend or whenever you decide to listen to us, whether you're preparing for a Saturday evening cookout for Labor Day or you're waiting until all the weekend's festivities have concluded and bulk listening to viewers' choice on your Monday off of work. We're here to do the work that you maybe didn't want to do. I'm Tim. I'm always joined by Marcus, and this is Viewer's Choice here on the North-South Connection. Uh, I have always been, and I will continue to be, Tim. And as always, uh, when he is here and he is not on the road fighting a good fight, uh, I am joined by the co-host of the critically acclaimed WWE War podcast here on the North-South Connection, Marcus. Marcus, happy birthday, man. Appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> a little late, but appreciate it. <laughs> That's a, an off-air callback for the two of us. Um, we're about a month past, but I do appreciate the birthday nod and the birthday noobs. Uh, and yeah, you're gonna you're gonna listen to our voices whether you want to or not. That's right. I mean, we were told ad nauseum that this is almost thirty years to the day of a fateful. Uh, roll-up victory for the British Bulldog in the middle of the of the ring at Wembley Stadium. Luckily for you guys, you're only hearing us twice. We're not covering Clash of the... Or not, we are covering Clash of the Castle. We're not covering Worlds Collide. Uh-uh. Uh, but we're, you will figure out what we are covering as we go. Welcome to That's Viewer's right. Choice. If this is your first time here, your first time in a long time, allow me to remind you what it is we do here. Marcus and I have done... The, the hard work we sat down and we enjoyed or m- tried to enjoy Clash at the Castle live from uh, that stadium, the the principal center. What did they call it? I forget what the name of the building was called. Principality. The Principality Stadium in Cardiff, Wales. Uh, I know they said the name of the building like 12 times and I I literally missed it every single time, but we watched it. And by the end of this 30, 35, 40 minute jaunt, we'll tell you what's must watch, what's must skip and who the MVP of the event was. Um, If you're curious as to what we've said and what we've done in the past, go back. We've covered every WWE and AEW and some NXT pay-per-views here on the North South Connection. You're always welcome to go back and listen um, to our previous archives, as well as everything else on the North-South Connection podcast dropping daily. Marcus, do you happen to have the card for Clash of the Castle in front of you? I do have the card, and before I do a quick rundown of the card, which will contain spoilers, so uh, fast forward a couple minutes if you're not looking for spoilers. Uh, might not be the podcast for you in that case, but um, just because something gets a skip or a must skip doesn't necessarily make it bad. Now, if it is bad, we will more than definitely stop to tell you how bad it is but just because something gets a bad it doesn't mean or something gets a skip doesn't mean 
that that is bad. It just means that, hey, it could be a great match. But if you've seen a great match before and there's nothing consequential coming out of it, maybe save yourself 20 minutes. Or if it's something that you that maybe the majority of people had high expectations on and it did not meet those expectations. Right. Instead of you sitting down and wasting 15, 20, 25 minutes of your time, take our advice. Listen to heed our warning. Um, remember, as always, the choice is yours, but we kind of give you the guidance. We watch it so you may not have to. That's right. We're here to lead, guide and direct like the oh, good Lord above. That's right. We're like the Holy Spirit of WWE live events. Big stinger in the sky. So That's let me get right. to this. Let me get to this card. Uh, there's a dark match. Nobody cares about that. Dark uh, match from all accounts. It was the Street Profits. And Madcap Moss taking on the team of uh, the Alpha Academy and Theory. Um, from all accounts, I heard that this was a fantastic six-man opener. Hey, seven, it's less than seven minutes. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go, baby. And apparently uh, Madcap Moss had a hot tag to end all hot tags. Oh. It's on. They put the whole hot tag on the insta, on the uh, on the uh, the Twitters. Oh, and Madcap is running full speed, bipping dudes on the corner, uh, just full speed ahead, man. They finally like that they, guy. They finally took the chains off of old Riddick Moss, and they're letting him do his spectacular athletic stuff that only Neil Dashwood has known about since. Would you say that he is off the chain? I would. I would dare say that this could be the Bobby Roode of WWE right now. Wow! High praise. Speaking high of praise. high praise, our first match of the afternoon is now known as Damage Control: Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky slash Shirai defeating the team of Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. When uh, Bailey gets the pin on our Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Next up is the Intercontinental title match as Walter slash Gunther with the newly reformed Imperium defeating my main man, Sheamus, who was also accompanied for a bit by Rich Holland and Pete Butch Dunn. Then we have for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv Morgan retains by defeating Shayna Baszler. We have Edge and Ray Mastrio defeating The Judgment Day by pinfall. We have Seth Rollins defeating Matt Riddle by pinfall. And in our main event of the evening, LOL, Roman wins, keep the big dog strong. Roman Reigns, our tribal chief, our head of the table, our head at the table, Mr. Ooh Man himself defeats the hometown king, Drew McIntyre, by pinfall to retain the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. So, Tim, uh-huh. I'll pitch to you. I have a question before we get into must-watch and must-skip. All right, let's go for it. When did Scotland become Wales? So, from what I know is that uh, the UK, everything's like 90 minutes apart. So no matter where you are, you're still within like a 50-mile radius of your hometown. That's what I've gathered. I also, mm. also, my specialty baby was sports, physical education, and recess. 
So if you're asking me about <laughs> European geography, uh, you might have to tap into somebody else because I don't know about all that. All I know is that everything is actually really close, even if it looks far on a map. But the roads are booty, even though the train systems are dope. So <laughs> everything is uh, everything's actually pretty close. Sure. That's I mean, what I know. I mean, to me, you know, Scotland is Scotland and Wales is Wales. It's kind of like saying, hey, man, I'm fighting in Virginia. I'm, I'm the hometown boy from... Tennessee, like we're it right might be next a Carolina to. situation, like a north, like hey, I'm a Carolina boy, okay, but north or south, I'm a Carolina boy. But Virginia don't got that problem. D- no, the Dakotas don't got that problem. I don't know, man. I guess all I know, New England. We won the war. We got we won the war, so we don't have to put up with their foolishness. That's all I know. 1776. Never That's forget. Right. That's right. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. All, all you, all you fine United Kingdomers. <laughs> we sound like the back of an Undertaker T-shirt. That's right. Excuse These me, colors don't run, <laughs> America. Me, Texas. That's right. One dead man show. Board Ma- free. Live proud. America. Online. <laughs> what a joke. Yeah. So Tim, must watch. Done and complete. What is must watch for you? Um, boy, that's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. Um, to me, I thought going into this card that this is going to be the show stealer of the night. And I was absolutely right. Go out of your way and must watch Gunther and Sheamus beat the dog out of each other. It is... It is a physical WWE match that we are not accustomed to very often. Uh, Gunther and Sheamus did the deal. Um, The reforming of Imperium with the Mm -hmm. return of now Giovanni Vinci, no longer Fabian Eichner. Um, Giovanni Giovanni Vinci is such a better name than Fabian Eichner. It sure is. Um, I felt wrong saying Fabian Eichner. Like, I felt like I was straight up praising somebody from a not-so-great time in history. A very bad time in history. Um, from, you know, uh, the the real bad times in Germany. or uh, Yeah, in Germany. My, That's what I felt. I'd always felt like a dirty name. Here's my problem with the names of the people in Imperium. So there is Gunther. Then there is Ludwig Kaiser. Or uh-huh. in my mind, German-German. And then Giovanni Vinci, Italian, Italian, Mm. like you pick like the most double German name possible for for Marcel Bartel. And then you double down and you go super Italy on Giovanni Vinci. All they need is to uh, dust off the bones of Nigel McGinnis and rechristen him. Uh, Desmond Wolf. Desmond Wolf, baby. <laughs> You'll have the most, the most same same names of uh, their Britain, homelands. Britain. But yeah, let's talk about this match uh, real quick, man. This was um, a slobber knocker by definition. I think even though that term is now all elite, uh, I will borrow from there. Yeah, this was a slobber knocker, man. Um, of all of the hit hardy matches that Walter has been a part of, or excuse me, Gunther has been a part of. Uh, this was my favorite. Yeah. 
because he this finally was in a, he was finally in there with a guy who's going to hit him back. He's in there with a the guy that's hit him back, and um, I think the he was in there with a, like another big dude. Um, when Walter is just beating up on a compact athlete. And Ilya, they're doing the David. Ilya Dragunov, or if right. we go back to three years ago in Cardiff, him and Tyler Bate, right, doing the him, thing. Him and Pete Dunn. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel the same because yes, a guy like Walter, a guy like Gunther is supposed to beat the dog out of the little guy. Right but now, he's against a whole man. That's a whole booty man in Sheamus right, right there, and. The story they told throughout the match with with Gunther trying his best to avoid the ten beats of the Bowron, and then Sheamus finding uh, various places, locations to get in his licks, whether it's at the announce table or at the ring or in the crowd, fantastic. Um, right, the, and Gunther knowing he had to avoid the one big shot from Sheamus. Yeah, uh, having to avoid the bro kick. Now, Sheamus does have these other moves that he can use uh, to gain a win, like the uh, Celtic Cross or the uh, the White Noise. I feel I mean, like that's not done, He ain't done anymore. Celtic Cross in like a, a nine minute, years. Right. I was waiting to see the Cloverleaf. I think that's the only thing that was missing from what mm-hmm. I saw. Uh, I love how he did that brogue knee. Yeah, that was tight. Uh, so, yeah, go out of your way to watch this one. This one was ad- as advertised and I would say even over-delivered. Yes. Um, Big fan, regardless of the outcome, this match was dope, and I would go back and watch it again. I do wish that Big Stevie got the win here. I would absolutely love to see Sheamus secure the Intercontinental title to complete the ultimate Grand Slam. I think that's what they're calling it. Yeah, because he's WWE, Universal, United States, Raw, and SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Did he ever win the SmackDown Tag Titles? He's won the SmackDown, the Raw, the Raws, the US, the US, the WWE, the WWE title, the World Heavyweight title, the Universal Money in the Bank. Championship. Oh, not Universal, but he's won. I thought um, he did. No, I don't think so. Um, he's won uh, Raw Rumble. He's won Money in the Bank. King he's of the won Ring. King of the Ring. He has done it literally all. Yeah. He has done all of it. And the Intercontinental title eludes him. Um, it, it makes sense for it to elude him, but there's still a lot of meat left on this bone. There sure is, yeah. Especially, the match they gave. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's still some juice left here if they want to go back and get some extra squeeze. If they want to move on, they can definitely move on. Yeah. And, 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 and let's not take away from the, the role that Imperium and the Brawling Brutes played at the beginning of this thing. Yeah, they set the tone for the match extremely well, with the brawl around surrounding them, with just Gunther and Sheamus laser focused on one another in the center of the ring, uh, like they are in the calm in the midst of the storm, never moving, never flinching, but yet Ridge Holland and Ludwig Kaiser going at it, Vinci and and. Butch are going at it, and then eventually the two-on-one, and then here comes Butch, and then we get to blows. Man. Strong. Strong showing from both of those guys. Run it back. Take it to extreme rules. Uh, It's going to be a good time there. Uh, Marcus, is there anything that's must-watch for you? I would say 
I would give a must watch to the six woman tag. I actually really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, this is probably at the lower end of must watch, but I would still say give it a must watch to see the unit of uh, damage control, Bailey, Kai, and Sky all work together against um, Bel Air, Bliss, and Asuka. WWE's really good at the like three superstar versus a unit style of six man tag or six person tag. I mean they had um, they had what eighteen months of it with the shield. Right. Yeah. So this didn't quite feel like that, but it did get to the point where like the number uh the unit was able to utilize their chemistry and uh end up picking up the win. And also it gets us to Bailey and Bianca and Although I feel like they wrestled a ton before, back in 2020. Uh, that was two years ago. Bailey, I think, has uh, freshened her character up. She's freshened her look up. Now she's got Kai and Sky with her to uh, hopefully tell some different stories. Um, and I really enjoyed all of Bailey's work since she's been back. And hopefully with the unit, that means less wrestling from her. Not right. that that is a bad thing, but it's like less is more. Because sure. she's really good. Mm-hmm. You got to make it special, especially right now. She's the lone horsewoman. Yeah. In the WWE, with Becky out on an injury, with uh, Charlotte still doing her honeymooning and taking some time away, or the wrist injury uh, from Ronda back right after WrestleMania. Um, and then, of course, the the giant question mark that is Sasha Banks. Um, it's a matter of if, not when, uh, Sasha returns. So, in that regard, you know, Pam's got to hold it down. Bailey's gonna do great, and with with Sky or yeah, you know, with Sky and Kai with uh, with Bailey, I think it gives a new lease on life. Mm-hmm. It's a different look for Bailey. It really elevates her to a position of mentorship. I mean, leaders don't get to lead. People don't get to lead groups without like having some sort of claim. Right. Um, it feels almost very like uh, legacy mm. with Bailey, who is at the top of her game, but still extremely young. And then to people who severely very gifted, very talented, but just not as accustomed to the WWE crowd. Right. Not established, not established to the crowd, not saying they're rookies by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, Michael Cole's out here dropping gems that EO Shirai led a stable with Oscar 10 years ago. Right. Like, why is when did Michael Cole become the epitome of Japanese wrestling? <laughs> Michael Cole out here dropping stardom knowledge. I'm, I'm just, just dropping some some seasoning on top of everything. The six man I thought was very good um, for my taste. It's it's not must watch, but it's also not must skip. I'm letting right. viewer discretion be advised there hmm. um, it, it, to me, to me. To me, you could have bypassed it, but I'm not faulting you at all for taking the time to watch it, especially since it's the first time the damage control works together as a unit. It is probably the best, the second best story being told for this card. Um, 
considering that almost every match on this card had an incredible buildup to it. Um, there's a caveat on the almost part because Liv and Shayna definitely uh, is on the bottom end of that incredible yeah, was, storytelling. I mean, there was build. It just there was build, but when you're when you're comparing the build to Drew crashing the two year celebration of Roman Reigns, when you put that against Matt Riddle dropping f bombs on Raw, when you put it against literally anything else, it, it kind of falls flat. Yeah. But that's that's a different conversation. I mean, yeah, we're here for it. Uh, I'm going to leapfrog you a little bit, but I think we're both on the same page as far as a must skip. Yeah. Like, we're here talking about it, so let's just get it out of the way. The SmackDown Women's Championship match between Liv Morgan and uh, Shayna Baszler. Liv Morgan um, is just not for me. And I'll tell you, and this is some inside baseball, and this might just pop those of us in the soon to be named network and on the quad of pods. But I literally tried to change your nickname in our Facebook group chat, like six times during this match to, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have made this joke about you liking Liv Morgan. I tried multiple times to remove your nickname from the chat. And every time I'd hit save, it would revert back to Liv Morgan's number one fan. And I feel bad because I put it there, but golly, man, that's all right. I, I understand I she's Jersey strong. I appreciate live more. I appreciate live Morgan. I appreciate everything she's done, did in this business. But when you put her up against the queen of spades, that title's got to go to Shayna Baszler. I don't care. I understand what they're doing. And there's a possibility. This is going to just slingshot right back to Ronda Rousey, especially with all the stuff that they're doing on SmackDown with her and Adam Pierce. But mm-hmm. to me, give it to Shayna, man. Like this is it. Yeah. Um, but I, that again, this is me. Just this is me. Just armchair booking. I have had a ton of faith in what Triple H has been doing in the WWE since taking over that fateful Friday or Monday, rather, uh, coming back on a Friday, getting the getting the the book on Monday. Picking up the keys when he clocks in. Picking up the keys and doing his own thing and and getting to choose the flavor. Um, I know that this is definitely a conversation for uh, Clash at the Castle, but Triple H and Ariel Hawani had a wonderful hour-long conversation on the BT Sports um, the BT Sports YouTube channel. Uh, it's a sit-down, one-on-one interview with uh, Ariel Hawani, which is one of the best sports journalists out there. Um, I've never said a bad thing about Ariel Hawani, but uh, definitely give that a watch because Ariel has a, has a respect for the WWE, much like a Robert Flores does, um, who I also find in high, high esteem, um, really putting, putting a stamp on Triple H's name and what he's doing and how he's really been the catalyst of change for what the WWE has gone through. I trust the process with whatever they're doing with Liv Morgan. While it's not my flavor. And while it's also probably not the flavor of a lot of people, it's hard to, it's hard to vote against it. When at the end of the match, when the bell rang Cardiff pops and they're going banana for Liv Morgan. I don't have anything nice to say. Shayna Baszler rules. 
I think Shana she does is a fantastic, fantastic professional wrestler. Was there anything else must watch for you? Um, I'm going to be honest. There's only one more thing that's must watch for me, and it's not a match. Okay. It is everything of the WW, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship match until Roman Reigns makes his entrance. Oh, okay. The promo package set to Broken Dreams for Drew McIntyre outlining his run as a child. And like the it felt very much like a modern take on like the boyhood dream. It was WrestleMania 12, Shawn Michaels running up steps, doing upside down push-ups, super kicking a heavy bag, that sort of feel. And then Drew coming out, hero's welcome with Angela the sword, doing everything, standing in the middle of the ring, getting the Drew McIntyre chant set to Seven Nation Army. Like, that, to me... I was in the group chat or I was in the side chat with you, me and Josh and Terrell. And I'm just like, do it. Pull the trigger right now. Everything they just did during this entrance makes me okay. It made me at peace with the idea that the one thing that I love about WWE television, I would have been cool if they had just ended it right there. I would have been fine. I'm glad they didn't. Boy, I'm so thankful. (laughs) Hashtag blessed. Because unlike WrestleMania 12, the right guy won. And there was no... Now, this is marred in controversy. Tons of controversy. And if I had to lean more towards must watch or must skip for the match, I am more inclined to go must skip. I'm with you. On it's controversial. Drew and Roman. But yeah, I'm with you. It felt it while the show itself, the event itself felt like Cardiff's WrestleMania because everything everything felt important, everything was spotlighted extremely well. It is a very rare six match WWE premium live event. Mm-hmm. So everything gets time. But it's just not my cup of tea with the and I was digging the story of where it was going, where Drew was trying to hit the Claymore and and failing and failing and Roman finally getting into his groove and having a a counter step for every step of Drew. But the minute the Claymore kick to the back of the head bumps Charles Robinson to the fake out of the cash in mm-hmm. with Tyson Fury. And then, you know, perfect explanation for why the re- there's a new referee down here. Right. So Dan Angler can call the, the, the count. Drew's starting to put it together. But then, like, you had to expect something, some chicanery was going to happen. Right. The rumors are out there. The rumors are wild, whether it was hashtag cold of Wyndham. Whether it was hashtag KKK and uh, old girl, Miss Scarlet, um, you thought something was going to be afoot. And the other, the other rumor is what was reality, mm-hmm. as the littlest ooze 
Solo Sokoa, who is really the big Oose. <laughs> um, the biggest Uso, uh, Solo Sokoa. That name is going to get changed because if he's running the bloodline, can't nobody in a group be named Solo. I think it's here. I think it. I think it's sticking. I think they would have made the change. I think that Roman Reigns cuts a promo and names him. What is he going to be? Solo Uso? They're going to make him a Uso. Or he's they rename him Reigns. Something Reigns. Sokoa. Sokoa Uso? Just Sokoa. This is Triple H, man. We're giving people's names back, and you're taking, trying I, to take I don't Solo know. from I don't him? I know what it's going to be. I don't get paid to figure that out. All I know was that while this is not going to get a must-watch for me, for me um, this was a good piece of business. It was a good piece of business, but at the same time, it felt it was it was too underbooked to be overbooked. It had a feel of overbooking for me, but mm. it didn't lean that far into the overbooking. That, it needed like, one more thing. It needed one more thing. Like it needed it needed Tyson Fury to come in again and run solo off. Like as much as I don't care to see him ever. I get don't involved, either, but he's a big deal. He's a big I'm deal talking in about, Cardiff. I'm, I'm talking about Killer Karen Cross. Oh, I mean Killer Karen Cross would have been cool, but like He hops the rail. To me, as much as I love Karrion Cross right now, I'm very high on the Killer Karrion Cross, man. You're high, all right. I'm high on the Killer Karrion Cross, okay? However, and that's only because the Nightmare Narcotic is not here. You're high. Even on though that we got we got that promo, we we got the promo package. That's right. If you're uh, a premium <sighs> member, you got the promo package. That's right. I don't pay for commercials. Give me, give me WWE commercials. I got a Cody Rhodes package, and I was excited. I was like, man, he's coming back. It's not about Cody Rhodes. It's about Killer Karrion Cross. To me, I like less being more with Killer Cross, with Karrion Cross. Give him, let him be. Don't put him in the ring too often for now. Mm-hmm. Um, he just had his first in-ring action in the WWE on SmackDown this Friday. Must have been it, really good. I didn't hear about it. It was a solid squish against Drew Drew Gulak. Oh. Um, someone called him j- jacked up, less talented Kyle O'Reilly. I saw as Marcus thinks out loud in an audio, hmm. <laughs> thinks silently to himself. I could see a, it. I could see yeah. it. Okay. So and, less killer, less killer Karen Cross. There should have been one more thing uh, that would have been dope. Um, right. Like, I don't know if it's, if it's a three MB call out, like where's Jinder Mahal? Don't like, hinder something. Can you get some sauce or something, man? Something. Now I let's, something. let's talk very quickly about what the H was that ending, bruh. I think that they didn't think they were on the air and they just did stuff <laughs> because you hear Drew go. I don't even know if we're still on the air. And yes, you were. I mean, y'all fully DMCA that entire podcast or that entire episode of Clash of the Castle by literally singing the entire version, like the 17 minute long version of American Pie. 
I don't know how y'all did it. I guess is American Pie like Tyson Fury's walkout song? I have no idea. I've, First I've of all, zero interest in finding yeah. out. The last time I wanted to see two people sing in the ring was The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin singing Margaritaville. I don't. That's and you, my, sir, are no Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock singing Margaritaville. And and American Pie is no Margaritaville. Okay. <laughs> American Pie. It baffles me that the UK people love a song about American Pie. Baffles me. But that's not me. That's not for me to call anything else. Um, to me, if you're going to do that song, especially when you're talking about this be the day that I die, this is where you set up Tyson Fury and Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Like Tyson Fury should have sucker punched Drew McIntyre, dropped him dead or something. Or Drew should have like kicked Tyson Fury. It's like, why'd you shake the man's hand? Like this isn't a time for fun and games. Like, um, or someone, I thought Fury should have at least fed in and send everybody home happy on a claymore. Right, but you couldn't because the guy you were the guy you would have claymored left with Roman. You're not going to claymore Tyson Fury, even though the crowd yeah, kind of yeah, turned yeah. on him by, yeah. like, I could you send Byron Saxon in there and take one for the team? Send the old send the old chap in there, pip pip cheerio, kick in the face. Like I don't like. What are you gonna do? Yeah. And so, uh, curious ending. That's all I'll say. Very, very presto strangeo. Very presto strangeo. Um, but not bad. Like the the card overall to me. Like if if we had to give a must watch or must skip to the entire event, I would say the entire event is more must watch than must skip. Collectively, yes. Collectively, this is a fun three and a half hour event. Considering that there's a strong possibility that the WWE, in the span of two events, put on two events that run shorter than one AEW event, and that's not, not that. that's not a negative and it's not a positive. That's stating stating facts. Just a, a bare bones fact. Just um, a bare bones fact. If if I am NXT Worlds Collide. And if I am all out, I'm looking at what the pace that was set with Clash of the Castle, and I'm perking my ears up because this is a very high bar to follow. I think this is one of the better events of the year. And I think that, you know, WWE could behoove themselves to tighter shows like this. Matches that mean things give us Which fewer, fewer they've matches. They've done a really good job of that in the yes. last year or so. The pandemic kind of made them go in that direction. Right. Um, and they've kind of strayed away from it a little bit. But especially now that WrestleMania is two nights, it spreads out a super, a super inflated 13-14 match WrestleMania card. And it gives us two eight match cards or two nine match cards or however it breaks down. Um, With all that said, who do you have as the MVP of clash at the castle? Uh, I'm going to stray away from my usuals and I'm going to give the big nod to my main man, Seamus. Uh-huh. I felt like Seamus was, 
every bit the hometown hero that Drew McIntyre was. And if I had to pick between the two matches, I'd rather watch the Intercontinental title match again. Very much so. I thought that Sheamus really garnered the sympathy during his match. I know it's been front of our brain for the latest series we've done on Final Wrestling Place, our podcast over on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com. We've thought about Dave Meltzer's five-star matches lately. That Intercontinental title match, to me, it's pretty close to five stars. If you go on the Meltzer scale with, with the crowd and the intensity and what they put into it, there's not much else I could see them getting out of that match aside from maybe changing the winner. Yeah, I think you change the winner. I think for me, you're looking at four and three quarters at least. Right. I mean, it's very high on there. I think it's match of the night. Um, I'm going to choose somebody outside of my circle, too. And it's in the same match. And it's not even the other competitor. I'm going Ludwig Kaiser. Oh, okay. As my MVP. The short amount of time that he had commanding the crowd with the microphone, reestablishing Imperium, and setting the stage for this world-ender, god-killer, ring general, Gunther, The fans ate all of that up Mm -hmm. and Kaiser was the, the right voice for that. He was, he was the carnival barker. He was the sign of things to come. He was, uh, very much like what Scarlet is to carry and cross in a way, but effective, very effective. He was actually effective. Yeah. I agree. Aiden English to Rusev. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because of what he said and because of the presentation, I wanted to see Gunther. I wanted to see Imperium together again. And I'm going to give the nod to Ludwig Kaiser on that because that's a big stage. It's probably the biggest stage he's been on. He in a in a pressure type situation, Mm -hmm. you only get one chance to make a first impression. Right. He grand slammed it. Sure crushed this and it's it was the opening salvo of the entire match all right so that's that's me of course everybody has their own thoughts and opinions let us know at t and m shows on twitter that is the twitter home for all of the podcasts that marcus and i do whether it's this one whether it's our other podcast final wrestling place whether it's marcus and jt doing wwe war whether it's me with the three CT boys who you all heard on the SummerSlam version of viewers choice. Um, check us out there. A huge thank you to our, our other, uh, our other home, the soon to be named network as mentioned home for so many other podcasts, including, but not limited to at odds with wrestling with Joe Sposto and Adam van. We need wrestling with DJ and Brett, uh, hit my music, a wrestling theme podcast, with uh, David King Cannon, uh, our friend DeWiki, who's responsible for the entrance music or the, 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 the theme that you hear on this podcast and every podcast that we do. Um, but also the North South Connection, 
uh, a fantastic roster of podcasts for your listening ear spanning across multiple decades of wrestling multiple flavors of wrestling whether you want some old school wcw with seven months of danger whether you want uh, a look at how wrestling used to be with the wrestler that was in wwe war whether you like to take a journey back into the extreme with extreme three-way dance whether you remember the glory days of TNA and TNA never dies, there's so much for you on the North South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.podbean.com or available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, the list goes on and on. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can at not the toolman on Twitter for me at the wrestling speakeasy for Marcus. If you know, you know. You are going to hear us back here very soon, very shortly, as we are going to take a quick break. We're going to collect our thoughts. We're going to hydrate. We're going to put in a good nap, and we're going to get ready for AEW's return volley to what Clash in the Castle has put forth in All Out, uh, headlined by John Moxley and CM Punk, live from uh, the, I think it's the United Center. Are they in the United Center? Uh, they are at the now arena. They're in the now arena, but either way, it's going to be a fantastic time, a fantastic card, but, uh, just remember no matter what Marcus and I say, however, we lay it out for you always. And remember the choice is yours.